just want to thank you and praise you for the opening prayer on this service today, Father. I receive those words, Father, that were spoken by Pastor Rasan. Father, this is all about you and not about me or anyone else in this room, Father. And we love you and we worship you and we just want to be in your holy presence this day, Father. So, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Please be with us. Thank you for being among us this, morning, this afternoon. I can feel your presence, and I am grateful, Lord Jesus, to be here to deliver your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Father. So, this was, I was so excited when I was asked this week to, to be a part of the service today because I really felt that the Lord was staring in my heart with us starting uh, into Luke, uh, the book of Luke, that he was been working and I was like, oh, I've got a message. I mean, I've already got all these notes put aside, you know, and I've got this, I've, I just need to add and wait, wait for him to like fill in these little blanks and everything. But it's like, as the week continued on, that message will be spoken in its time, because in God's economy, and, and he has, is, is in time in Ecclesiastics, so there's time for everything, and that word will have its time. So today, uh, he took me still, I was in the book of Luke, and it was, um, but he had me focusing on a different area the book, because this week has been full of just distractions. I normally don't pay attention to the news and what's going on out there, but it was like in your face this week for some reason. Every time I turned around, I was hearing um, about disasters, about the weather, about wars, about uh, the shootings and economic situations and collapses, and it was everywhere. And so you couldn't help, I was like, Lord, what is this about? I felt that it was, it was tied into the message that he wanted to share with everyone today. So I started praying and asking him to just use me. I just wanted to be used by him. I don't, I don't want this to be about me. And the thing that he brought into my heart, and it's like, I pray that I can get through it without the tears, or because it really, it, the, uh, the tears were tears for those who don't know him, who aren't walking in the Lord, and they don't know his word. They're not connected with individuals that know his word. They're completely just blind and just wandering out here. And whatever that the news says, whatever the latest gossip, that's where they go. They're just running back and forth. That's what he's showing people just running and to the one new thing to the next new thing. And he took me back to Luke uh, 1.18. I just heard him say, you know, go to Luke 1.18. And so as I was reading the scripture, it says, And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. I continue to read on to 19, and it says, And and the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, 
and was sent to speak to you and bring you this glad tidings. Wow. I was like, okay, Lord, this is like, you know, there's little note clips before you read, you know, this book or something. You know, it's like, okay, you're like, okay, what does this mean? You know, uh, Zachariah's coming in and saying, you know, angel, how shall I know this? I don't, I don't have what's ahead of it. I don't know what's coming after. So then he gives me just a little tidbit and says, okay, this angel's name now is Gabriel. Now I know who he is. And not only is his name Gabriel, but he stands beside the Most High God. He is in heaven with our Lord. He is beside us. And he came with a message. I mean, to be so privileged to have, have the Lord send his personal angel to you to give you a message. Then, in verse 20, is like, it just opens up. Okay, this is, this is why this message is coming to be on 20. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day of these things take place. Because you did not believe. Those words were like 3D and Bible, they just sort of like just rose up out. There's not one, two, three, four, five words because you did not believe, and that's what God wants to speak to us about today. He wants us, He wants to speak to us about our disbelief and who He is. Our disbelief as the people, He created us in His image, He has orchestrated every aspect of our lives all he wants for us is his goodness but he's given us free choice and unfortunately that free choice comes with a cost if we don't choose to follow after God and his word and he there, there are consequences and we are starting to feel as a society as a world some of these consequences right now all these things and these imageries that we see on the news all the talk that uh, we hear in our office, uh, when we go to different places, people are so unhappy. They're so they're complaining, and they don't see that they have a part in this. They they think you know that it's, that someone else is doing this. They don't see that it's because of their own choices that they're enduring and going through these pains and these losses or or the situation that they're they're going through. They're not grabbing a hold of God's word and they're not following God's word. So a little backstory about who uh, Zacharias is. In verse 5 of chapter 1 it tells us that in the days of Herod the king of Judah there was a priest called Zacharias and he was married to Elizabeth and they were titled or said that both of them, not just Zachariah, not just Elizabeth, but they both were righteous before God. And I started, I was like, okay, Lord, righteous. In the world, righteousness means that the behavior is a moral and justifiable or right. Such behaviors like your character, uh, your morals, your um, the law, following the law, those kind of things make us upright and righteous. 
But in the biblical sense, righteousness is God's own perfection or standard. It is his, as we, we have learned as a church, and now we can share this, is that it is God's plumb line. God's plumb line is something that, and I'm going to take for Pastor Rasan. I do have a the plumb line is just merely something that you can measure how some the the straightness of something, the the wall. Like if a wall is leaning, uh, the plumb line would show that the wall is leaning, and then you would have to reinforce that wall and make that wall sturdy so that it's not going to fall on itself. A plumb line is something that the world knows. Uh, to be used that way. But God's plumb line is a little different. He's not measuring a wall. He's not measuring uh, anything that is tangible in a sense. He's measuring his creation, his people. He's measuring us. We all have a plumb line that God holds to see where we are in life. What are we doing? Are we off our mark? Or are we on the mark? Are we behind a little bit? Wherever we are, we need to adjust so that we can be where God wants us to be. And in the world standards, in the way the world is right now, they don't know God's plumb line. So when someone has gotten a paycheck and they see this really cool handbag that costs $500, they are led to get this handbag and they forget about the bill that they might have to be paid or food that they need to put on their table or a doctor bill. The world is not thinking about the consequences of using what they have in a manner in which it's going to cause them problems or issues. God says that there are consequences for not following his plumb line, not staying as, as, as he, his measurements. In Psalms 33, 18, 22, it tells us, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. And so I would have to say that in today's world, there's not a lot of people running around out there fearing God right now because there's a lot of chaos going on. On those who hope in his steadfast love. So, if we fear God, we are under his steadfast love. That, I, I mean, I would not want anything more than God's love. It will get you through a multiple of things that you, you're going to endure during this lifetime. On 19, it sa- uh, verse 19, it says, To deliver their soul from death. And keep them alive in famine. God will deliver us from death. (coughs) His word says so. He cannot go against the word that he has provided for us. This is our plumb line. He wants us to know that he is going to provide for us and keep us from death. And even in famine, there are so many people and countries that are starving right now, we have seed, we have food, we have the ability to make sure that this does not happen. 
we are not following God's laws. We are not following God's plumb line. We are leaning more towards the way of this world when it comes to, and, and, and our lives are a reflection. I mean, like a mirror reflects the image. Our lives are reflecting who we're serving. We're not serving God because if we were serving God as a nation, we would not be in the situations that we are in right now. Because God's love, his steadfast love, he's about sacrifice, about service, and about surrender. That is what God is about. The word is about politics and control and economic prosperity and personal prosperity. What image are you seeing when you look out into the world today? What do you hear people talking about? Do you hear people talking about, oh, well, I, I, have, I have only $5 left, and um, this person came up to me, and, and, and they were hungry, but I knew I would need that money for something else, so I kept it for myself. There's no sacrifice in that. That's more about personal priority. You thought about yourself and not about what God would have you do. The same thing when it comes to politics. We want to support all these different individuals, all these different candidates. But who, what about God? Have you asked him who it is that we need to support? The world runs after political control. The world does this. We are not supposed to serve politics. We are to serve God. Amen. And we are to serve one another Amen. in serving God. We are to be an example and a reflection of God's grace, God's goodness, God's provision, God's sacrifice, God's surrender. Amen. Not about this world. And what this world has to offer. Mm -hmm. The world's laws are constantly changing. And we are a testament to that. I mean, every year in January, we get a whole bunch of new laws. We have to look them all up to see if we're breaking any of them. Because the one that was okay to do last year, it's not okay to do this year. <laughs> They're constantly changing laws. You know, God's laws, His word... <laughs> Steadfast. Amen. Steadfast. Amen. We don't have to memorize thousands of laws. We've memorized ten. Ten laws here that he says that we should live by. And if we do that, then our life and all that we do in life will be will prosper. He's going to take care of you. I mean, don't be afraid about this world's economy this world's politics. Don't be afraid that uh, of, of a medical outcome or some news that the world might say because you serve a God that knows already from the beginning of your creation what you are going to go through. And he is a God of detail. He's a God of detail. He, he is a God that already has positioned and placed individuals, peoples, money, banks, people who normally wouldn't give you favor, but he has given you favor with these people way before you even have an issue that you need this for. Amen. And he has already provided it. Amen. So serve a God that is serving you. Amen. He serves you and he is the greatest example. He wants, he, he's asking this of us because he's already done it. 
He is our example. He is the one that we should fashion ourselves after. He is the one that we need to run to in difficult times when things are not right. Mm -hmm. He is the one. Mm -hmm. Just like our songs that we sung, I mean, you know, we just give it all to Jesus. Jesus is the reason. He is why we are and who we are. We are fashioned in his image. Come on, people, we have got to wake up and stop believing the lies of this world. This world has nothing good to offer. Right. Nothing. The only goodness in this world is us. Mm -hmm. And we are rottening on the shelf. <laughs> have you ever gone to the grocery store and you picked out, hand-picked every piece of fruit and every vegetable to your, I mean, to what it looks like from the outside and got it home and it was rotten on the inside? Yeah, yes. That's us. <laughs> That's us. That is, the, that, that is, unfortunately, that is what we are giving back to our Father. Rotten fruit. We are stinking rotten fruit, and we need to wake up. We need to stop being about ourselves, and we need to be about His business Amen. and His work. Amen. And it's so simple. Thank you, King Manasseh. He was not a good king. He reigned for 55 years, and after his reign, God came in and separated his people, his chosen ones. They were scattered. Manasseh. Manasseh, thank you. King Manasseh, he reigned for 55 years. And God allowed his evil to reign in those days. But he will judge the wickedness and the leaders and the kings. It is the same kind of wickedness in those days that we are seeing today. When I was reading about all the wicked things that he allowed, all of the, I mean, the, the things that he had going on from, from, from the politic part to the, to, um, from politics to, to the, the people that, um, excuse me, my mouth is dry. politics, to the idolatry, to the wicked uh, women that were in the land, to the not, um, to judgments against the, I mean, even, even right down to, to the killing of children, he allowed all of this to happen, and he built uh, different types of um, statues that they would worship and he was not a good man and God allowed this but he also had to put it to an end and I say this because that is where we are going to find ourselves if we do not turn from our wicked ways if we do not stop finding what the world thinks is a quick and easy fix we've got to, we've got to wake up we've got to wake up God is so good. 
and I'm just going to read out of 1 Kings. 1 Kings 21, 10 through 14. And the Lord spoke by his servant and prophet, saying, Because Mennonias, king of Judah, has done these abominations and these acts and these wickedly, then all the Ammonites who were before him and has also made Judah sin with his idols. Therefore, thus says the Lord of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such calamity upon Jerusalem and Judea that whoever hears it with both ears will tingle and it will stretch over Ju Jerusalem the measuring line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Abide. I will wipe Israel as one wipes a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. So I will forsake the remnants of my inheritance and deliver them unto the hands of their enemies, and they shall become victims of plunder to all their enemies. God loves his people. God loves his people. And it has got to hurt him deeply to know that the only thing that he can do at this point is turn his people over to their enemies. He has got to be weeping. Just think of yourself as parents. Just think of how you, you would feel when you have to you know, uh, discipline your child. It hurts us to do that. We don't take pleasure in disciplining our children. Our bosses don't take pleasure in correcting something that we might be doing wrong in the office. They're, God's heart is, he loves us. He loves his people. But the wickedness of this gener of the generation that I am speaking of right here in our generation is that it can go so long. This is 55 years. This is a lot of people have been born. It's hard to get rid of. It goes deep. This kind of 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 uh, this kind of, of rapport, this kind of of, of badness that, that is occurring now. It goes, it's deep. It's hard to get rid of it. it. It takes generations to get rid of that kind of stuff, and they've got to be consistently undoing what 55 years has managed to do. It says, when I was researching, that it, it would not happen. It's hard for you to get rid of, for everyone to die off and get rid of anyone who doesn't remember how good it was. You know, you hear people say that, oh, how good it was back then. If I could just, you know, how good, and you want to go backwards instead of forwards in Christ because it gets tough. This, this walk with God, it, it's tough, but it's worth it. It's worth it because dying to ourselves, dying to the selfishness that's inside of us and taking up that cross and being a servant unto others and being a servant unto Christ, it's worth it. But it takes a lot. And that's why in this process, it, we lose 
there is going to be loss, and you cannot focus on that. We cannot focus. The, the men in this Bible, the women in this Bible, the, they could not focus on the fact that their life might be the very cost. We cannot focus on that. We have to focus on getting the word of Christ out about people understanding that there is only one way, and that's God's way. That is his word. And then there was a prophet in Amos. showed me. Behold, the Lord stood on a rock, made with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand, and the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people, Israel. I will not pass by them anymore. The high place of Isaac will be desolated, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. I will rise with the sword against the house of Jeroboam. 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 I need. I, I stand before you with a not a very good with.
Yeah, you can't look over the top of your head to keep going. But it's well appreciated um, because um, we are doing this um, to the glory of God. You know, we're not doing it to impress. We're doing it because we love the Lord and, you know, what we stand on. And, you know, we don't want to be rotten fruit. Who wants to be a rotten piece of fruit, you know? And, you know, and, um, you know, like I think my husband said it many times before, you know, why waste your time here? You don't want to really do this and live for Christ. Just go ahead and go out and just enjoy the world. There's pleasure in season and, and sin for for a short pleasure yes. period of time. But you know, we come together. We study God's words to be what to be doers of the Word of God. Amen. To to grow in, in, in the Scriptures. To to do what God has called us to do. That plumb line that you talk about, you know. <coughs> that we would follow the word of God, the commandments that God gives us. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love God's people. And, um, you know, in that, I'm going to pray and close us out. And if anybody has anything they want to add, they want to add something. You did a fantastic job. You did. You did a good job. You did. And it's easy for us to kind of beat ourselves up when we come up here. I do it all the time. Um, Don't worry. <laughs> but no, you did an outstanding job. Very, 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 very good. And you know, that's just a part of the human body. You know, my tongue gets that way. I just keep going. Right? So, no big deal. I hope that nobody catches it. <laughs> but, you know, I've learned that over the years. You know, so don't, yeah, no, you did great. You yeah. really did. Amen. You did. And Amen. I, I thank God for that. But, you know, even what Marie was saying, and even going back to Phil last week about us losing a word, you know, um, we, we have to be ready. We, we have to be ready at all times. You know, we pray for those, you know, because sometimes it can be easy not to pray. I'm not going to speak up here long because I'm, I'm trying to keep talking. But, uh, you know, um, as my wife shakes her head because she doesn't want me up there. <laughs> for those, even, you know, even Joan brought up Wednesday about praying for the pastors and the leaders. We have to pray for them because, you know, one thing with Manasseh, what Second Kings doesn't tell us that Second Chronicles does tell us that he actually repented. Yeah, he, he repented, right? So we don't know what can come of people, right, pastors, because unfortunately there are a lot of lost sheep out there. Right? And, you know, Jesus came across them. But the good part is, guess what? Jesus prayed for every one of us. He, John tells us he prayed for us. Right? So, that's the good part that we can rest assured that Jesus prayed for us. And if Jesus prayed for us, guess what? All his prayers come to pass. Yes. Right? We just don't know who's going to be into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But Jesus has already prayed for us. Right? But we know in our heart of hearts how we are, right? So like Marie mentioned, right, if we get cut open and we're rotten on the inside, something's wrong. Right? But we know whether or not we're rotten. Right? Other people may not know unless the Lord gives discernment, but we know if we're rotten. And we, we have to be on guard against that, like like Marie mentioned. So it is important for us to spend time with the Lord on a daily basis. And I know it can be difficult with our day-to-day -day activities. So even with Marie saying she, she gets caught up in reading the Word. I love reading the Word, right? No, no, no matter what. I, I, 
and I told you before, I'm going through the Bible this year, and, you know, even with the surgery, I thought it would be difficult, but it's like clockwork for me. It's literally like clockwork. And then even on top of that, I'm still reading, right? Um, I literally came up with a message today that would actually tie into what Marie spoke about, all right? And um, I'm not going to preach it, <laughs> at least today. <laughs> but um, but that, 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 I'll, I'll stop right there. But, you know, we have to pray for one another, and we have to pray for others. And it's never too late for other people, regardless of what they do. Because, you know, if it was, and Manasseh did some wicked stuff. He did some wicked stuff and was the downfall, you know, he was caused a downfall for Israel, right? But the Lord had to take him through his desert, his imprisonment to get him to cry out. And then sometimes that's what he may have to do with us, right? He doesn't want to have to do that, but he may have.